We're back at Kelix Cafe and my guest today is Zina Sarif. She used to be a clinical trials associate at AstraZeneca and she recently left to found her own company called Yendu. She recently won a hackathon, so she's on her way to build her own product in the clinical industry. In our industry, we hear a lot about patient centricity, decentralization, but today we're not going to talk about that with Zina because she is very focused on physician centricity. I can't wait to talk to her and hear what she means about that. Hi everyone, we're in Calix Cafe and today I'm with Zina Sarif of Yendu. Hi Zina and welcome to Calix Cafe. Very nice having you join us. Thank you. How are you today? Thank you, Sylvain. Really nice to be here. I'm doing really well. As you know, I just quit my job in big corporate at AstraZeneca and I feel so peaceful and happy, not because I haven't enjoyed being at AstraZeneca, I really liked it, but just being able to focus on one task for a long time and building something instead of spending a lot of time on Zoom meetings. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am really enjoying it. I'm doing really well. How are you doing? Oh, I'm very well, thank you. Um, and I think congratulations are in order because if I'm not wrong, you've recently won a hackathon. Is that right? Yes, I did. Um, just, uh, yeah, it was the last week of May. I participated in a hackathon in healthcare to solve one of the industry problems. I decided to take the experiment and focus on the biggest challenge in clinical research, namely patient recruitment. And we worked on how to make clinicaltrials.gov fancy and uh, more accessible to patients and physicians. It was a really fun working on it on for four days. And we built a prototype and we won. Wow, that's an amazing start for you. Very well done. Um, so for uh, people who uh, are watching us, they may not know you yet. Uh, would you be able to tell us a bit more about yourself and how you got where you are today? Of course. I am a chemist by profession. I spent the last 10 years in cancer research, eight years of it, cooking, drugs, uh, and chemotherapeutics and immunotherapeutics in different research laboratories across Germany. Um, back then, I was a bit naive, thinking that maybe the reason why we haven't found cure for cancer is that we haven't found the target yet. And three years ago, I stumbled across an article how clinical trials in oncology takes 11 years and they are costly. And this is one of the biggest reasons why um, it's hard to invest in a huge number of potential therapeutics because at the end it's a budget question. I decided to join clinical research and figure out why it takes so long and why it's so costly. So I spent the last two years uh, in clinical research, leading clinical uh, 
trials delivery in Germany. And when, that's when I realized also that we have a huge issue with technology. We have seen how technology um, scale the speed of different things in our life, the way we do online banking. We don't have to go to a bank again. Uh, with Airbnb, the way we book uh, travels and so on. And we need something similar in clinical research to make the operation faster. And that's why I decided to quit and make it happen. Wow, amazing. And uh, I think you're one of our first guests who actually decided to go into clinical research rather than falling into re clinical research by mistake. <laughs> so that's good to hear. Um, so when we were uh, talking earlier, uh, we were um, talking about something that you're very passionate about, which is physician centricity. And I'd like to understand what you mean by that. Yes, uh, our industry is obsessed with patient centricity. And somehow we believe we build technologies directed to patients. And there is this belief that we can substitute the relevance of physicians and sites in the clinical trial operation. But if you are a patient and sorry with me, uh, if, if I really feel not well, and I really want to see my physician if, and, and, and have the diagnosis. And when, when I talk to cancer patients, because of the heaviness of the diagnosis, they want to be in contact with their physicians. And we know we struggle with patient recruitment. We spend billions, 4.4 billions in patient recruitment efforts in clinical trials. Most clinical trials are delayed due to lack of patient recruitment. 30% of clinical trials in oncology fail because we can't manage to recruit enough patients for the trial. And we never ask ourselves why. We always assume that sites are the reason. Sites are not motivated enough. They are not engaged enough to recruit patients. And uh, we spend a lot of billions of money in targeted ads. But patients will never take a therapeutic decision based on ads, especially if you are a cancer patient. You follow the recommendation of your physician. And that's what cancer patients always tell me. I believe that the gate to patients is increasing awareness of clinical trials uh, for physicians. And yeah, therefore to me, we really have to focus on physicians because if we have more physicians on board, we have access to more patients. And so, so if I understand it well, then it's about um, focusing more on the physicians to help recruiting patients because the physicians will like know their patients very well. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. And also, if you have a really heavy diagnosis, you don't want to be responsible for, I mean, cancer diagnosis is still a scary one. And none of us is able to decide what is the best therapeutic option for us. And because it's about survival, you won't follow ads in, to, to base our therapy decisions. Of course, we follow the physician. And if the physician is not aware about the clinical trial, if the physician is not part of the clinical trial, we won't get access to the patient. And that's why, to me, we really have to be physician-centric. We won't be able to um, substitute the physician out of the equation. We have to focus on them because they are our gate to patients. 
Yeah, that's very interesting actually because a lot of us will go uh, online if you have like, I don't know, your ankle hurts, for example, you'll try to find uh, almost a cure online first or try to diagnose yourself. Um, but I fully agree with you that when it's a, a diagnosis of cancer, that's not something you want to uh, like delay. You don't want to delay treatment. You, you don't want to risk anything. And obviously you'll trust your physician. So I fully get what you mean now. Um, so obviously your um, area of expertise is, is oncology. Do you see the physician centricity applying to oncology only or do you think it could apply to other therapeutic areas? I believe it, it applies to all therapeutic areas. The reason why um, I focus on oncology is a business strategic uh, decision to be honest. It's my, you always have to start with a niche to, to validate your business model to build a great foundation and uh, to me, I want to start with oncology to to build a great foundation, and then once everything is optimized, we can scale up and add other indications. So you've talked about physician centricity uh, and how that differs from patient centricity, but you also said that we're all in our industry focusing on patient centricity. There's a lot of innovation around patient centricity. So do you think physician centricity is compatible with decentralization and, and patient centricity? Or is it something we should focus more on? I believe, uh, I like to be provocative and tell people when I hear them talking about decentralized clinical trial, that clinical trials are decentralized by design. We run clinical operations in multiple countries, especially phase three clinical trials. We run those trials across different cities in different continents. We are decentralized. What we lack is the intelligence to have a smarter decentralization. What we don't know is where can we go with a clinical trial to increase patients' participation. And to me, part of solving this issue is increasing the awareness in physicians, having, having a decentralized strategy in terms of inviting more physicians to be part of the clinical or clinical research and by inviting more clinicians we invite more patients and therefore patient physician centricity is actually to me is a form of patient centricity it's also it's not about patient centricity or physician centricity it's patient and physician centricity i see so decentralization is about like trying to reach out to patients in a different way, uh, sometimes even uh, not involving sites themselves. Uh, but what you're saying is that if you can get more physicians involved, you actually reach out to more patients. Definitely. Yes, because if you, I mean, at the end, uh, the physician, the, we know that the physician has the power of therapy recommendation and if the physician is not on our side 
Oh, if the physician if the physician is not aware of the clinical trial, if the physician is not part of the clinical trial, we know that they won't refer their patients to the clinical, to clinical trial. So the question is, how can we incentivize physicians to be part of clinical research and to refer their patients to clinical research if the clinical trial is the better therapy option for those patients, of course. So I think that's all we've got time for today. Um, well, I have one last question for you, please. Um, so you've just started your new journey uh, with Yendu, um, and you have, it sounds like you have a great mission in mind. Um, where would you like to see the clinical trials industry in 10 years? What would you like to see? I want to see the timeline down to five years instead of 11. The FDA is working on new regulations to enable pilot phase clinical trials to start with uh, like early diagnosis instead of heavily treated patients. There's a, work, a lot of work happening there. There's work that needs to be done in terms of optimizing the technology to be able to collaborate with the regulation and improve the timeline. That's what I see it. My dream is to, because like if we had from the time of a clinical trial, we would reduce the cost immensely. My dream is that clinical trials costs uh, do not expand over 300 million. And what I want is that cure is not the business of pharmaceutical companies who have the budget to run clinical trial. I want every scientist with a great idea who believes that they can have impact on healthcare and develop cure to whatever disease to be able to afford it and to do it too. And that's what my, my dream is for the 10 years. I believe it's doable, it's achievable. We have to build the technology to make it happen. And that's why we are here. Well, the, I love that. It's uh, absolutely amazing. And um, I also hope that uh, in 10 years we'll have the, the time it takes to get a drug to market. Um, well, Zina, it's been amazing having you uh, on Kelix Cafe. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, and to everyone who's been watching, thanks for uh, being with us again. And we'll see you soon for another episode of Kelix Cafe. Thank you, Sylvain, for inviting me. Thank you for the listeners for their time. It was a pleasure having this conversation with you. And ciao. Ciao. Ciao.